Hello, Tin and Ed. Nice to see you all the way from Brooklyn in quarantine. How are you going? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How, so you guys just got back from Melbourne um, and you're quarantining um, on your own behalf. Um, yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm kind of um, surprised that, like, it's not mandatory. Yeah, it's not mandatory. I mean, I think because the U.S. is a bit of an epicenter for yeah. COVID. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we've just been in Melbourne, which is also was, which was in stage yeah. four lockdown when we left. Um, but even with that, the uh, I, I think the number of people with it compared to the population is still quite low, relatively. Mm. So, but, yeah, we're sort of semi. So we, we, we've sort of escaped Melbourne, though, because it was like <laughs> yeah. curfew and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to be here and you know yeah. wander around with your mask and you know yeah. and and quarantine type thing. <laughs> what, what what was like the vibe in Melbourne? Um, I mean, it was uh, pretty very well. It was a yeah, bit I didn't dark. Really, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't really see anyone. So yeah. You couldn't even go shopping with, like, you, you had to do the shopping by yourself. You couldn't even shop with your family, your housemates. You know, like, it was just, yeah, oh, man. man, it was an eight o'clock curfew. It was it was a little bit dark when we left, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I feel mm. like, yeah, people are really like, you know, this is like round two. So people are really kind of yeah. over yeah. it and just, you know, just like it's hard but like there are so many businesses that are closed and yeah it's really yeah. hard on them like one of the stores that sell my stuff um heffernan and hair they you know they just reopened and then they had to close again and it's just like oh, yeah, yeah. i think that that sort of ping ponging is really mm. hard for everybody and yeah just the idea of mentally preparing for that and yeah. obviously if you're a business you've got to you know prepare for that whole thing as well so um hopefully this is you know, for, for Melbourne and Australia, it's kind of the last sort yeah. of big, big thing and then it can be kind of controlled a little bit. Hopefully, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it just feels like, who knows, yeah. <laughs> you know, but the numbers are going down, so it's sort of looking like the the um it's working, but it just feels like it might just go in and out of it until we find a vaccine and everyone takes it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like everything that we're thinking about and working on has this giant sort of flexibility about it it's like maybe it's a physical thing maybe it's a digital thing and you just kind of try to or, or maybe it's opening in january or maybe it's like, no, it's like nothing's you know. gone according to plan this year so we're yeah. sort of just like we'll make plans but we'll also not get upset if they don't happen yeah. <laughs> you know uh, like it's all it's just everything is just like it's it just roll with the punches this year basically totally yeah. Yeah. i can totally relate i feel like everyone's just like I, I have a friend who's a DJ and she's like basically all gigs are just cancelled like it's really hard for artists right yeah. now yeah. like yeah. until they find a vaccine you know there's just zero certainty of like what you know entire industries have just been like slammed um, yeah yeah so it's pretty wild um, yeah why, why did you go back to New York what's what was calling um, you? Well, we, we, we certainly debated it, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but no, there was probably a big reason. Uh, we're part of um, New Inc., which is part of the new museum, and we, we have been part of that this year, and we were accepted uh, for next year. Um, 
which starts the, the year starts on September second. So oh, that's awesome. um, yeah, 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 and we got into a really great uh, stream there. So it's creative science stream there. So, oh, so uh, it was kind of like, yeah. do do we come back or not? And if we didn't, obviously we couldn't accept that. Yeah, so it's kind of it was a pretty it was a big deal for us to get into that because it's sort of it's supported by Science Sandbox and it's um uh and it's sort of where we want to sort of move more to with our work so essentially it allows us to explore this sort of intersection between science art and technology mm. um and so it was just a really big sort of there were lots of reasons but that was a really big reason for us to get back um but we we never intended to leave for this long anyway we live in new york and we went back for a wedding you know in march which never ended up happening because of covid oh, and we ended up staying for five months you know so oh you know, yeah so it was you know, all of our stuff was there. We still had our apartment, <laughs> you know, it was just yeah. all this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Before we kind of move on, um, for folks who are listening who might not know about your work, tin, the Tin and Ed <laughs> universe, um, would you be able to kind of describe the, your project? I, I like that um, you call it a universe. It is. That is. It is a universe. Yeah way we sort of think about it yeah yeah I mean I think we uh, I mean we're sort of we've sort of done so many different things over the years but you know right now you know we we just like to think about the way that we we just make stuff you know at the end of the day we just make stuff and um you know i i think people give us different sort of terms depending on what you know sometimes it's artists sometimes it's designer sometimes it's creative director sometimes it's creative technologists for us it doesn't really matter like they're all sort of interconnected and we sort of like to play in the space between those things anyway um so but but you know at the moment you know our title is artists and creative technologists but if if you know just to simplify things but really it's not really how we sort of see ourselves a hundred percent um they sound like really official titles yeah (laughs) (laughs) you sort of have to you get forced to choose them just from ease of explaining who you are and what you do um rather than starting to explain all these really weird projects that you're working on but um but we you know we do a lot of um uh sort of installations like large-scale immersive installations um both digital and physical we're really interested in exploring this sort of boundary between the physical world and the digital world and those boundaries are really coming down and they're sort of very impermeable um uh sorry permeable um you know and and we're really excited by by that so you know a lot of our work sort of explores delves in and out of you know the physical and the digital um and then we're also really interested in you know our connection to nature i think that's at the center of our work and Um, Our work is really about sort of trying to sort of articulate our interconnectedness with nature, um, the fact that we're not separate from it, you know, which I think Mm -hmm. as humans we tend to think of ourselves as being over here and nature as being over there, but we're never not in it, you know, we're always immersed in it, we're always part of it. And I think that this, this idea that we're separate from it is what is creating this destruction basically you know it's really destructive because it means that we don't think that what we do affects it you know but everything we have everything that we do and think has an effect and i think for our work is really about just trying to shift the way that we think about you know how we um belong in the world and in the universe basically yeah mm, so, so um so that's yeah that's 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 yeah <laughs> i yeah. feel like um, also like as as human beings on this planet, we are nature as well. We, we don't just exist in nature, but our biology, our makeup yeah. is, is nature itself. Yeah. Our, yeah. Com- our competitiveness to, to, to like 
the survival of the fittest of mankind that yeah. is nature itself yeah and yeah um, yeah like I, yeah it's I really fascinating agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, I think that even like for us, because we work a lot with technology and we're really interested in emerging technology and, you know, how we can use those to sort of expand the way that we perceive the world and, you know, around us. But I think, you know, I think you can think about technology as a form as being part of nature, too. Like, mm. I mean, I think, you know, we like to think that we invent things like, you know, this person or that person invented the light bulb or whatever but you know but if you'd sort of step back you can sort of think about it as like actually was it that person or was it that university or was it that society was it that country you know did that sort of technology where did that actually come from and you know I think that there's if, if you keep on panning back you can sort of think about it as being you know that technology sort of evolved from our culture in many ways in a similar way that you know wings evolved on you know mm. on a butterfly like it's sort of like that's a form of technology as and well I, I love i love how you're zooming out and then i could also <laughs> say you could zoom <laughs> zoom right in and say that you know like in our stomachs like there's so mm. much bacteria that mm. we we are there is nature within us as well yeah it's like our microbiome is actually made up of more you know um microbes and they're actually human cells you know so we are actually made up of more things than that are not considered us then there are things that are considered us in, in many ways like yeah. fungi bacteria they actually there's more of them than there are human cells so it's sort of yeah exactly if you zoom in that way it's mm. sort of like we are our own ecosystems as well um yeah so absolutely yeah. um yeah, I feel like th there's probably as many like microbes inside of us than stars in the sky, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. that's a really beautiful kind of macro vision of what you do. So how does that kind of play out in actual artworks that you've made? Yeah, um, I mean, one of the works that we did that would sort of, I think it's sort of quite pivotal, you know, sort of recent sort of um, what we've been doing recently. And I think we, we did it like a couple of years ago. And it's really funny because it's sort of, the name of the work is might also- have, Might have been last year. Last, last well, year. Wow, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, I know, this, this year just feels like a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the project's called We Come in Peace, and I know that you have a jumper, a really beautiful jumper called We Tim, Come in Peace. Tim, Tim kept on talking about it. I was that like, jumper. oh my gosh, she's got this really, jumper called We Come in Peace, and it's really, called like this, but it's so beautiful. I, I need to get your measurements because I hope that I've got one that fits you because it's made for women, but like, I feel like the largest size might might work. I'd love to send I'm you quite one. small, so. Yeah. Send, um, send, me your, send me your measurements after I, I will do that. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. But, um, and then I'll get jealous. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a sort of a weird synchronicity there in terms of, you know, um, that project. But that project is um, something that we did, yeah, last year, the beginning of last year. It's called We Come in Peace. And it's a virtual dance party. Um, and essentially we were sort of speaking, we were asked to speak in at Design in Diabo, which is this creative conference in Cape Town in South Africa. And was we sort of wanted, we were sort of like, oh, maybe we should present a project as well. It'd be really cool. Um, and we sort of told them that we had this project, which we did not. <laughs> we just, had, you know, we started playing with these ideas. And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. So we had to make this work in a very short amount of time. But <laughs> it was... You know, we'd been 3D scanning people from all around the world, like, you know, friends and people that we'd met. And um, and we wanted to do something with these with this data, with all these 3D scans. Tell, tell and so us about the 3D scanning so that people can get an idea of mm. what that is. 
Yeah. How would you describe oh, it? I mean, it's, it, there's like a little attachment on, that we put onto the iPad. And um, I mean, a lot of our work is just kind of like playing around and just seeing seeing what happens. And so we've got this cheap attachment and um, to sort of see, essentially you kind of uh, sort of move up around people with the iPad and it kind of um, basically just does all the processing um, online and sort of spits out a, a 3D model. So it's got, yeah. it's got all the texture data. So you're digitizing yeah. people's form in, in, in into a three-dimensional I mean, sort of essentially file. you can scan anything yeah. with it. Um, you know, and we, yeah, as Tim was saying, we just met some really great people and just started to. It was, it was almost like I'm. It's it's almost like you know people that like collect like butterflies yeah. or something. It's like we were collecting like people. These, collecting people. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like it was like you know instead of taking a photo of them, we would just take a three D scan and then we'd have this three D model of them. Wow, <laughs> that's kind of creepy. These, yeah, it like, is really creepy. And it's a lot of trust because <laughs> we could have done anything with that really. But um, but we just yeah. had all these files of people <laughs> on our computer <laughs> with just sitting there, and we're just yeah. like, we should definitely do something with so, this. It's just a bit weird now. Once yeah. you have the 3D map of these individual people, can you like yeah. make them do stuff? Because I've seen all like the dancing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah you can you make, we can that? make them do anything. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a there's a few different ways, but uh, there's sort of motion capture libraries. So essentially, they just track points on the body, and then you kind of map that to. The 3D model. Yeah, um, but we have to actually put bones through the 3D model, and it's called rigging, so that you can actually then control the limbs, and then we apply motion, like some like some sort of movement that's been captured by another human, onto that, so that we can sort of you know create those animations, I guess. Yeah, but what like we now actually have our own uh, motion capture suit. Mm. So because we found with our project, it was actually quite hard to get like really good motion um, because. You know, most of it is it's for games, so mm. most of it is like killing uh, people and shooting guns and, and stripping. <laughs> like, we're like, if you try and look for motions of things dancing, it'd always be stripping. It, yeah. So it was just like, there's, like, there's like about two percent wizards. Yeah, like there. wizardry. Like, <laughs> so it was like, really limiting in, you know, in terms of what, like, yeah. what, I, what, what we could use in terms of motion. When I see when I see a lot of them, I they look like they're doing the break dancing from Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> Probably the same dance. It's the yeah. same, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, yeah. The libraries are quite limited, so you, you see the same motions over and over with the people who are working within this field. So you're just like, oh, this person's using that one, you know. Like, so it's sort of. Yeah. So we have we, we sort of work with, with a choreographer and we create our own sort of. We're start, we've built our own motion library now, wow. but um, um, which is which is much better. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean that that project really sort of started off as a really sort of simple sort of, well, at the time it wasn't simple, but it was like a single channel work and we showed it in um, Cape Town in South Africa and, um, or well, actually part of the idea was about kind of like, uh, yeah, sort of merging life forms, so kind of... Hybrid life forms. Yeah, taking, taking humans and other life forms and then sort of digitally sort of re-sculpting those uh, into sort of new and hybrid life forms and then sort of through a game engine kind of training 
training them to, to dance and then kind of bringing them all together as a, as a sort of virtual yeah. dance. So we're sort of like turning people into slime mold, fungi, <laughs> sea slugs, yeah. all these different things. Yeah. And then we trained and then so we created these weird, you know, hybrid Hold on a human. sec. Hold on a sec. Can I just pause? <laughs> <laughs> what does human versus human plus slime mold equal? <laughs> well, they're sort of like humans, but then they've just got slime mold sort of like just bursting out of them <laughs> or in the face. Um, so, yeah, so essentially we're just like creating these real strange hybrid life forms and then we train them these life forms to dance in a in a, in a real time game engine which is sort of where you know so that <laughs> why not <laughs> um, it's okay we still don't know what yeah, we're doing yeah, we're, just like, we're just sort of just like googling everything yeah. no idea um, and so we had yeah. then all you know we had all these hybrid life forms, all different life forms, all these different people who are different life forms, sort of just dancing together in this digital space. (laughs) I I remember what I found really interesting about it. It's sort of like, and it's, it's, I think why it sort of influenced our work a lot. Um, Part of it is because it's real time in the, like, it's like if you have one of these creatures sort of dancing, I mean, that's kind of fun, but then you start to introduce other sort of life forms and then other dancers and Mm. then you can let this thing run and technically it can run forever so it's it kind of starts to create its own life and its own kind of ecosystem own ecosystem and own sort of choreography and dances and i feel like like there could be an ai learning embedded into that yeah yeah can you teach us how to do that (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) Anyone, anyone out there listening, if there's some AI listening, maybe Facebook's AI is probably listening to this. Yeah, um, yeah. Give it. I mean, there, there is some pretty, hand. there is some pretty amazing sort of machine learning stuff, and yeah, uh, we, I mean, we probably know like the tip of the iceberg, but mm. it would be really amazing to start to get that kind yeah. of AI as you're saying we've started, yeah we've started thinking right. about how we can import some really simple AI in there but they're really really like simple sort of things like the laws of attraction you know like these organisms can sort of follow each other or you know really simple things like that but I think that's as this project evolves we'd really love to sort of you know bring in yeah. you know more complex mm-hmm. sort of ways to create behaviors I guess um, yeah yeah, I feel, well, I mean, America is a good place to be if you're interested in AI. Also, like yeah. Hong Kong, there's like one yeah, of the worlds. Yeah, 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 the robot. <laughs> What's the guy's name? So, there's like a the, the, the CEO of the company. He's like a wacky looking dude and he's got like really crazy ideas. What's yeah. his name again? I don't know, but is, a, that is the robot's name Sophie or something yeah, like the robot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. A, what you guys are talking about. Now, there's this robot Sophie's that she's going around, she's really... Yeah, she's oh, really oh, famous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, based yeah. in Hong Kong. I feel like yeah. he would be a good guy to talk to for I'd, for. I'd slime. love to turn these organisms into robots. That would be really that cool. Would be awesome. <laughs> that, <laughs> these hybrid organisms into robots. Yeah. That would be amazing. Have you ever seen a live, a real life robot? No. I've, uh, I've seen one in Japan. So. Um, maybe in Japan, like the ones that not too complex, so really simple, like just holding a tray sort of vibe, <laughs> you know, yeah. like at the entrance of a shop. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen one in Japan at the, uh, like some science museum and she was like fully, you know, she had skin and hair. And oh, wow. Like, yeah, it was really creepy actually. And she, she had <laughs> AI that. in her. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of like uncanny valley sort of thing that they're when it's like nearly human but not human yeah. enough, so it's too creepy. Mm. Just yeah. like the movements are still quite like, <laughs> but, it, but she has skin and it's, yeah, it's really weird. But, yeah, I feel like that that her mixed with slime mold would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. I mean, I don't yeah. think, I don't know why they need to make them look so human. Like they, like if we can invent like these new life forms and organs, they should mm. just make them just completely wacky, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. like but I, I guess we like to simulate like yeah. ourselves. I don't know. Well, yeah. it reminds me of like, you know, with like religion, right? So like Buddhism, mm. like when the Buddha died, he was like um, his kind of, shrine whatever you would call his like where he his remains were is just a mm. circle and um like apparently his rep representation was never supposed to be like a human form it was always supposed uh, to be just like um this kind of circle thing wow. um and oh. then over time like people just it's like a human instinct that people need to relate yeah. to the thing that they are you know yeah um spiritually believing in so he yeah. he's kind of evolved over that time but yeah it's weird people need oh. to see people yeah it's yeah. true so he evolved he evolved from a circle yeah like just that's like amazing. a uh a, a, a sphere a cylinder that's the word i'm looking a cylinder. for a cylinder. wow a cylinder yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's why amazing. if you go if you go to like um nepal and you go to Kathmandu, those... the main train yeah they they yeah, walk yeah, around. Yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. the, yeah, right. I, yeah, I don't know what exactly you would call the cylinder, but I'm sure there's a name mm -hmm. for it. Yeah, but um, so how does how does the idea of nature fit yeah. into how does that project fit into your framework of yeah. nature? Well, I mean, for us, it's sort of like, you know, I, I think this idea of the hybrid is something that we're really interested in. And that sort of comes in through, you know, not just, you know, this idea of, you know, physical, digital, but also that we are hybrid beings in many ways. Mm -hmm. And I think we sort of talked about it a bit earlier in that we are actually composed, we're, we're actually made up of, you know, many different sort of life forms. And, mm -hmm. um, and also when we think about hybridity, we think about the way that things are connected rather than how they're separate and, you know, different. Um, and so this project was really you know we had all these sort of hybrid organisms all dancing together and it was just a way for us to articulate this idea of you know um uh, i think we called it like an like an eternal oh, what did i an eternal synchronized interspecies dance oh. <laughs> and that, yeah. yeah and that's what we sort of thought about as you know what the planet is in its mm. beautiful sort of you know if, if we sort of in, in a more ideal sort of state that there is more of a synchronicity in it mm. and that we're all sort of in this dance together you know um all it's these different kind of species a, a beautiful chaotic dance too when there's just so many yeah. elements yeah. and everyone's doing their own thing and everyone is their yeah. own thing everyone is yeah. identified as their own in, individual consciousness but playing this yeah. dance all together you know what it reminds me of actually is like i'm reading this book by stephen fry it's like his version of retelling the stories of the greek gods and like the the creation <laughs> of, of like, uh, like earth that. and yeah, life yeah, itself yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and like what 
what's so beautiful about the Greek gods is that they they are all imperfect. They're all like conniving, mm. kind yeah, of. Yeah, they yeah. all have their agenda and they're all jealous and they all, you know, they do what they please and they, they create chaos themselves mm-hmm. being gods and they all have yeah. babies with each other and they're all like incestuous <laughs> and weird. But, you know, that is human nature too, yeah. which is wonderful. Yeah. Whereas like many other religions you would, you would find gods as being these perfect beings who do no Mm -hmm. wrong, which is kind of like, doesn't really match, you know, it would make more sense that you would make a God that, that was like us, you know, with our flaws and our weirdness. Yeah. 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 I, I, I totally agree. And I think, you know, that, that idea of, you know, like, going in like I, I think the way that the world sort of works is this sort of like balance of you know chaos and order or harmony and dissonance you know like it mm. sort of needs that flow in order for it to sort of exist you know otherwise nothing can ha- like if it's all just there's if it's all just in a complete state of equilibrium that's nothingness almost yeah, in a way you know it's too sort of much needs, order Mm. Yeah, it, it needs that tension. Um, and I think that tension is what creates all this incredible diversity and beauty. And, you know, um, uh, I think that's something that, you know, within this project as well, we're just trying to celebrate this idea of diversity. Because in the end, that project was commissioned then for, you know, um, uh, for World Pride Month in New York um, mm. as part of, you know, uh to celebrate World Pride Month in New York. And so the project ended up sort of, was it already had it embedded in its DNA, but it was a celebration of diversity as well as biodiversity and sort of trying to sort of think about those two things, you know, from a human sort of level of how do we celebrate our diversity as within our human species, but then also continue to think about the fact that we also sit here with the rest of, you know, these other life forms on this planet. So we need to celebrate, you know, biodiversity needs to be included included yeah. in that as well. So that, so yeah, being able to show it for uh, a second time was really nice as mm. well to sort of build and develop the work further. And we showed it uh, down at Pier 17 in, in New York. And that was, I, don't, I forget how many screens. It was like 16 channels. It was really kind of, quite sort of immersive and yeah. was that I was like where six- there were screens like up above head and around yeah. Yeah. wow that yeah. was so awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really cool because it was like in a glass atrium, so it was like sixteen screens, which is heaps. Um, but then it was reflecting against all the glass as well, so it was a really mm-hmm. special space to yeah. have created that piece. Into it was really com- complicated to figure yeah, out all this. Right. It was just like a like one of those because we had to sort of build it so it was spatial. So yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, like all the cameras were kind of looking out. And anyway, I won't go into that because it's just <laughs> confuses just me still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. um, but yeah, I think I think all of that really sort of yeah. going through all of that. I think we've really sort of seen a lot in in. Well, I think we've worked a lot in real time sort of stuff for a while, and um, just just these happy accidents that really happen, and you know, you can. It's almost like just it's it's fun to press play and then see. It's like yeah. give give this thing life, um, and. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of sort yeah. of how we work now. It's kind of really affected how we how yeah. we work. It was yeah. a really celebratory work, which is what I really love about it. Like it was just such a celebration. It was really joyous, and it was really about celebrating, you know, humans and you know each other and diversity and how different we all are. Um, but then also that we're also part of a bigger sort of system. You know, you know, uh, 
the planet and all the other species that are in it as well. And it was a celebration of them. And it was just trying to break down that boundary between us and them, you know, yeah. um, and whatever that us, whatever that yeah. them it, it was, you know, and just really just this sort of dance, sort of happy sort of space where all those boundaries between species and people and all that was sort of broken down in many ways. Um, so, I mean, so that sort of really led us, to, you know, I think that sort of really affected a lot of the work that we've created since then from a technological sort of viewpoint, but also conceptually as well. So, um, yeah, that was only last year. It just felt like a I long time. I think it might have been oh gosh. two years ago. I don't no, know. it was I last year. It was yeah, the beginning of last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. speaking of the technic technological aspect of this, you know, mm. what, you know, obviously your work kind of brings up this kind of, there's a hybrid now. We are consciousness. It exists kind of online and in the physical world. And I think yeah. your work kind of really explores that. Um, how do you see our human consciousness <laughs> traveling in time? What, what, what kind of, do you have any predictions of what consciousness will look like in the future? I don't know. I think I, I literally was on the plane uh, and I watched Interstellar. Um, and I actually, I'm, I, I kind of do, don't, I sort of do subscribe to, to the idea of us, you know, kind of evolving into data or into, you know, something something like that. I mean, if, if we can look after the world now, I think now is probably the hard time, to be honest. But... You know, if we can kind of get through this moment and, and evolve, I think, I mean, it's such a big question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what is the future? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think sort of like, I don't know, you know, I mean, essentially we are kind of electricity and neurons and like th that will probably evolve in the future, I well, would imagine. Well, the question but, is like, are we still us if if we don't have our bodies anymore, if I don't, if, if I don't have, if I, you know, if I was in an accident and my arm was amputated and I, and I get a prosthetic arm, is that arm still me? Am I still me with a different body? Yeah. Is but like, then, then you, you have the, the phantom limb as <laughs> yeah. well. Cause the yeah. phantom limb is like a, like it feels like your limb is there, but it's, it's not. It's, right. in, it's interesting when we think about it in terms of like limbs and like appendages, you know, we have, um, t two people who, t two friends of ours who we, we actually met in Cape Town who are really incredible artists, but they, um, uh, they're cyborg artists, you know, and they sort of really think about, you know, they, uh, Neil has an antenna that comes actually out of his head that's actually connected into his, um, into his skull and, um, into his brain. Into his Is brain. That like uh, a neural, neural link kind of Elon, Elon Musk kind of vibe. Not, 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 not that. Probably not quite not that, that advanced, far, but, but I think it, yeah. what it does is because he's colorblind, like so that he only sees in black and he, white. Yeah, he was born colorblind. He was born completely yeah. colorblind, not like red, black, like literally just black and white. And that that device that he sort of um, that he has embedded in his head, that's actually permanently embedded in there now, actually translates color information into sound. Yeah. So now he uses it to hear, and he's trained himself to understand what different colors sound like. So he can actually hear sounds. So, so he can actually beautiful. perceive, you know, colors through sound now. The, and the, the funniest thing, like, because we were in Cape Town uh, presenting at Design in Darbo or doing a talk there, and um, 
he he said that because our work, you know, is quite colourful and there's like we had a, had a lot of videos and a lot of we had these coloured portals just like and he said like because <laughs> he pointed his thing at our presentation and he said it sounded like just this siren siren <laughs> going off. It was like it's just like he said it's he like had to ADM point it away. Music. He, he couldn't he couldn't do it. He had to point much. it away from the um from the screen. I <laughs> imagine that to was, sound like K-pop, like EDM K-pop with the siren. Sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's so. I mean, and then and then Moon, who who he works with, because they run the the Cyborg Foundation, where they encourage people sort of take on, you know, like this, like use technology to allow us to sort of extend the way that we perceive, you know, things. Like, so they're using technology to create new senses, essentially. And wow. um, Moon, who's his um, um, creative sort of lifelong friend, and and she's amazing. She, I think she's had it removed, but she still does the performances. But she had a, a seismic seismometer, seismometer um, attached to her foot, and she could, and that was sort of connected to live data from um, uh, uh, earthquakes from around the world. So it was a seismic detector. She could actually feel earthquakes real time in the world anywhere when they happen and the degree to what they happen to which they happen as well and she I think she had it in her foot for like four, seven years or mm, something and long time. so she's always connected to the beat and the vibrations of the earth you know and she did this you know her performance one of the performances that she does is you know she sort of just stands there and it's sort of silent and she will sort of just stand there silently and when she feels an earthquake she will start to dance to it and so when wow. you sort of watch her you're like Somewhere in the world, there's an earthquake right so it's now. It's like you're watching an earthquake. Yeah, dance, and she will move into, you know, with with how 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 strong it is. Um, so essentially, you know, they're sort of exploring, you know, how we can use technology to actually, you know, expand the way that we perceive the world around us and how we connect to the, the planet yeah. or the earth, which is really fascinating. And, and I think kind of not being limited by our senses. So yeah. if you add one or, or more senses then obviously you perceive the world in a totally different way so and she i yeah. think the, and the other thing is with that technology you can it doesn't even have to be of the earth like i think they connected for a performance they connected her seismic detector to um, to data that's coming from the moon so she was actually detecting oh moonquakes yeah moon and so, and, yeah <laughs> which which moon are, which are a thing yeah wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he connected himself to the International Space Station. So he could he actually way. could see the colours or hear the sounds from space. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's These pretty guys cool. sound yeah. like like art avengers. They feel I feel like <laughs> I yeah. feel like they need their I'll, own I'll comic books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they definitely need their own yeah, comic they books need because they're superhero outfits. Oh yeah, and they fly as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 They sound we like need to tell them to put on capes. Yes, <laughs> they are. Yeah, yeah. They, we, I feel they like definitely you need to make you need to make their avatars. You probably have made their avatars, but then their avatars yeah. need to. You need to make a video game with their avatars and then they use their superpowers <laughs> in the video game. But, like, man, that's blowing my mind. We, we actually have they – we, we, have, we have turned them into yeah, a video they, game. Yeah, they actually are in the work because oh. we did scan them and they're, they're so actually in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I definitely need to know about this later. But that's freaking amazing. So, yeah. like, you've – so yeah, your work spans like crazy because I've seen like earlier work. I, I saw like on your Instagram you make you made like boob 
um, ceramic kind of <laughs> boob. Were they ceramic or they wood? No, no they were wooden. Yeah, wooden the, the, that's Japanese wooden cups. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, we, my favorite thing about that one was because um, it had the cups had boobs in them, and we called that project Cup Size. And I was like, I thought the name was actually <laughs> so good. Most of yeah. It, yeah, I mean, they were sort of just still lives that we were sort of because we were playing with still life as a medium for you know like just just you know photography was the medium that we were sort of playing with at that time. And those boobs were literally like these two dollar boob you know like stress ball boobs that we found in like a two dollar so shop, good. you know, and then they just happened to fit so snugly and perfectly into these beautiful cups that we were sort of, you know, like these Japanese hand, like they were they're, they're the most, they were so light. I think that's what happens when you have yeah. a lot of stuff lying around your studio <laughs> yeah. and then things just, and then you all of a sudden it just happens and you're it's like, just, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Inspiration is everywhere. And then, yeah. You've yeah. Like, then you've like worked with chefs. I saw you worked with um, chefs for um, a music festival in Sydney. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we we did a we did this restaurant this sort of eating sort of experience that was really weird. I mean, we sort of designed the space. We collaborated with uh, Bomba, which was which is a restaurant, and they created this sort of um, a, a four or five course meal. And we created this space which was supposed to completely disrupt your spatial perception. So when you walked in there, it was just like um, it was like the idea because it was in the middle of a music festival. Mm. So it was kind of like the idea again talking about universes that you enter into like another sort of universe with its own sort of physics and um i i did eat in there and it was like it was quite it was quite a lot Some going lot. on <laughs> <laughs> like, sensory the food was also just, yeah the food was really disrupted then, the, it was a complete sensory like there, there was, was smoke machines and music. there was lighting and then you know like um cut copy did the soundscape for it you know like it was just like it was just so much going on wow. but it was amazing yeah. i was did you say the smells we had oh yeah and also we had well. smell we had like of this course. smell company like with each course sort of infused the space with the Different smell. It was just a little lost. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like like a collage yeah. of all sensory experiences in yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as that, much as possible yeah, at once. Yeah. Or yeah. just in your yeah. face, yeah. all yeah. over your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that brings me to the question that uh, probably really could be simple or difficult question, but like, what is art? What is the function of art? <laughs> to you and like yeah what do you think what purpose does it have in life yeah it's I mean I think it's really it's very important I think uh you know for us it's interesting because we come from you know um we sort of we call ourselves artists at times but we don't we, we always feel a bit like an outsider in that sort of realm as well but same as design same as all these things and we sort of mentioned that earlier before but I think that you know where we're in what what we're interested is in is where art sort of meets science you know where that space is where art meets design where art meets you know something else like I think those spaces between things are really interesting to us I mean for us art is a, a space that you sort of ask questions and it raises questions and it stirs up shit you know and it's mm -hmm. you know it's not really about solving anything specific uh, in terms of a specific problem but it needs to contribute in some way to you know envisioning a, 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 a potential future or potential you know um or, or even it's just an insight into a certain universe, you know, a, a specific universe. I think it's art is so different to everyone. You know? Yeah, I I really see it as a as a potential way to help us 
understand the world around us and that includes ourselves as well like Mm. I think when you have a really profound experience in a gallery or wherever that might be I think you know sometimes you don't don't even know what you're feeling yeah and I think you know let's like some some communication is really direct and I think Mm. a lot of art is can be quite indirect but it's communicating on levels that maybe as a viewer you don't really understand but it really connects with you but but part of it can also help you to understand yeah you and and the broader world i think it helps you understand somebody else's context yeah like understand the parts of the world that are not quantifiable that are not you know like you like science helps you understand certain parts of the world art is you know these things that um sometimes are harder to articulate in any other sort of form i guess um and yeah so it it, is really about us sort of trying to perceive and understand the world and ourselves um and those things that are really hard hard to grasp you know things not you know um Mm. yeah i don't know it's 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 such a for us yeah it's 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 such a complex interesting difficult question you know yeah i <laughs> yeah. feel like i like um i like the the word unquantifiable that you just use because i think like for me art it, the function of art for regular people who are not artists is that mm. it helps them take notice of things that they might not have taken notice in yeah. their everyday life yeah. and yeah. it helps people yeah. like sometimes art it can be political and can make you think about things, but sometimes it can just make you feel something and yes, you don't yeah, know yeah. why. And like, yeah. I feel like regular people who, who are not in like weirdos who weirdos <laughs> like us who make weird shit, they don't come into contact. Yeah. They don't come into contact with yeah. these kind of weird um, experiences. And yeah, I feel like, it's art has such it's such an important aspect of life like you know especially like everyone's been stuck at home what are they doing they're consuming music and like videos and like you know they're experiencing the world through a computer or through a phone screen and like i feel like your work has so much is so so relevant in this like space of time where we're we can't touch the world outside yeah so we need to touch the world through through uh, the internet or through white yeah. screens like i started yeah. this podcast to, to touch the world to like speak <laughs> to people because i'm stuck at home yeah. you know it's yeah. like another way uh, like it's like putting your consciousness putting this kind of space mm-hmm. this conversation onto the waves of the internet forever yeah. for potentially yeah. infinity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like art can be anything like art is yeah. just expression or like, it's just someone's mm. point of view. So, yeah. yeah. You know. I, I think it's interesting what you're saying as well, certainly with people that maybe don't engage so much. And, and I'm, I am interested, certainly going to some of the, big exhibitions in New York and seeing how certainly some people that go to those are going there for the Instagram and mm. that is what they're doing. But I, I'm, I'm interested in maybe not so much that part of it, but how, you know, how do you get people who are not really that interested into a space, into an environment like that? 
because I think that's when it, some interesting things can happen mm. for them. That it's like maybe they do put down their phone and maybe they do actually engage yeah. with the work. And that's the, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and in terms of you know. People are always going to engage at lots of different levels, you know, uh, uh, with any sort of given work. And I think the beauty, like, I think for me, the art that I like is art that is, you know, accessible, but always, if you dig deeper, there's always there's more, more and more and more, yeah. you know. Mm, so yeah. you can engage from it from, I, I, you know, like, I, I think it's, you know, some people will always just engage from a very superficial level with whatever, you know. And I think that, but it's it's great. Well, sometimes I think that's okay. Like, yeah. if someone really loves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The colours and they feel something with yeah. art, then I think that's yeah. That's and, and, really and I think that's the thing with artists. It's sort of like you sort of you complete it in many ways, you know, because yeah. you it's not it doesn't tell you what to think. It actually sort of you have to learn to it takes, figure out. Takes two people. To, yeah, it, yeah, you you sort of have to figure it out for yourself mm. in many ways, and yeah. that has the power to really connect with lots of different people in a very you know. Um, yeah, just in a way which is much more powerful than if you just told what to feel or what to think. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of us project our own subconscious onto everything we experience in life. Like yeah. we, are, yeah. we have our own presuppositions to, to, to life and things we engage with. And, you know, it, that's what's beautiful and what makes one, one artwork a myriad of things to so many different people is because we yeah. all project our own shit onto it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like, I mean, you're back in New York. Um, do you have any plans to work on projects? Like, uh, is there anything in the mix right now? Yeah, we we have some we have some really exciting projects which unfortunately we can't talk about. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of exciting oh, things. And, to be honest, it was it was really you know I think everybody has been through a lot this year and yeah. um, to have to really think about what we're doing and you know there was a time when we're like you know our project all of our projects got cancelled that we were really excited to do and basically because we were sort of doing you know we had all these commissions for large public installations <laughs> which, which which brought okay. people together you know physically so yeah. you know they yeah. all got canned in march and we're just like maybe oh, fuck. it's like yeah. how how can you make that i hate this word but the new normal art experience the, the zombie apocalypse art <laughs> yeah. experience Ooh, I like yeah. yeah that's going to be the title of yeah. the show zombie Done. apocalypse art experience art experience <laughs> and you have to use you have to use ai technology to be able to spatially distance everyone in the space yeah. Otherwise, because everyone be, has yeah, to walk like this. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? You have to avoid each other. This is social distancing. Putting that is hands actually out. social distancing. I like that. Yeah. 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 Okay, done. Good workshop. Yeah. Good workshop. Well, that, I think that's going to be yeah. the next. So for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's, you know, what happened to a lot of people who are sort of working in this sort of public sort of spaces is sort of what happened to us. And I think, you know, but since then we're, you know, we've sort of shifted a little bit what we're doing. We're doing a lot of, you know, augmented reality sort of work mm -hmm. at the moment, you know, and really playing a little bit more in the digital sort of space because we're already sort of doing that. So I think that it's the work sort of just evolves and the work still exists. And I think the projects that we're sort of working on at the moment, actually some of them are actually physical. I, I found it interesting that for me in a way, the thinking, like not a lot has changed. I think maybe the output has changed for sure. Yeah. Um, 
but you know we because we work in 3d uh so physically when we bake, make big installations but then digitally we're also working in 3d in 3d and but just and, in a computer space yeah, yeah and, and yeah. with ar it's like a one-to-one scale as well so yeah. and and conceptually it doesn't really matter either so um it is interesting to see though the output change yeah. for us so and, and but what this yeah. time has given us you know because we had to we had that little pause where we're like we don't have all of our work is gone before we started getting work again and it just gave us that time to really think about yeah. what do we want to make what's our contribution to and then all this stuff with black lives matter was happening you know there was so many things that were happening in the world that made us sort of strengthen our resolve in terms of what our practice is and what we want to contribute to the world yeah, and what, our, what our purpose is what is our, yeah. you know and i think that it was actually a really in the end was such a gift you know that time because i feel like we're sort of come out of it in a not complete like i mean we're still in this whole covid sort of weird sitch but like we're, we're definitely in a place that we're definitely was like much stronger than where we were before then you know um so it's again it's such a it's 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 such a time of uncertainty but the projects that we're working on at the moment which i wish we could talk about um but we we can talk about we can talk about yeah we can talk about (laughs) stay tuned we can talk about the concepts and the ideas just not what they are specifically but they are you know they'll be it's they're exciting sort of things and again they sort of connect back to all the things that we've always explored you know um but you know there's a lot of augmented reality stuff (laughs) which is really Yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd be like contacted by a lot of like fashion brands because I feel like um, our whole industry, the fashion industry, has just been slammed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we can't yeah. do fashion, yeah. we can't do fashion weeks anymore. We can't show, we can't yeah. travel to show our collections. So everyone's yeah. kind of like scrambling to do things online mm-hmm. now. And like, yeah. there's just no, there's just no substitute for seeing a garment how it drapes in real life and seeing that on yeah. people. Yeah. So, but I feel like a break dancing <laughs> avatar wearing, <laughs> wearing the clothes. Could get the mood would, across. Yeah, yeah would definitely yeah. get the mood across. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if that that would happen. Yeah. But um. Yeah, we yeah. we we, de- we actually are doing a, a bit of stuff with um, not so much fashion brands, but definitely pu- publications like you know magazines um, yeah, uh, that are yeah, sort of yeah a couple yeah. like in in Australia recently um, or was it in Australia there was a magazine and you you made a, f- a filter like oh. a um, phone filter with which magazine was that. Um, oh, it was Office Magazine actually. Yeah, office that's magazine. like that's in New York. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah, we've been. I think we were in Australia. We were in Australia at the time when yeah. we were doing it. Yeah, but um, yeah, we've done quite a few filters. Again, sort of playing in this augmented reality space. Like filters are a really small, bite-sized sort of experience that is very shareable. And I think that that's something that you know we we really love sort of creating larger experiences than that. But they're sort of also their own almost their own little medium that you know if yeah. you know like. They're sort of quite interesting within themselves. But, you I mean, know. What's interesting for me, again, is that, you know, if you think about an Instagram face filter, it is like the most, I, I don't so know, creepy. shareable <laughs> thing. <It's really> like, <laughs> yeah. And, and But then the idea that there is an audience there. So, 
how can you engage in that audience and how, how can you get that audience to engage mm. as well? So. It's a very small, you know, it's like a little, it's not yeah, like a whole yeah, thing. Not, like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. too, it's almost too small medium to tell a story yeah. that's too complex. It's, like, it's you know, a bite-sized taste. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a little, it's yeah. a tic-tac, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> not well, a whole meal. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. guys. That's about all we have time for today. But that was a really awesome conversation. Um, yeah, good to for chat. People, yeah, good to chat. For people who want to check out your work, how, how can they do that? They can, I think uh, our website's a little bit out of date. So I think Instagram is probably the best, right. you know, uh, way to, uh, and it's just Tin and Ed. T-I-N-A-N-D-E-D. So at T-I-N-A-N-D-E-D. Yeah. Sweet. That's well, it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in touch and see you soon. Bye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>